What's up, world? I'm Cameron McKinney, and this is Pop Culture Spotlight, a podcast about the movies, The Lighthouse, and The Peanut Butter Falcon. But first, let's talk about the movie The Lighthouse, starring Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe. It's a quick synopsis for The Lighthouse. Two lighthouse keepers in the 1890s are driven mad by each other and their past life experiences. They lose track of time as they are stuck together on an island in New England. There's a lot of things I really liked about this odd, odd movie, but at the top of the list have to be the performances of the two stars of the movie, Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe. And the contrast of the performances is so interesting. Willem Dafoe as Tom dominates with dialogue, and Robert Pattinson as Winslow gives a terrific physical performance as his character is on the brink of madness. Like, the acting styles of these two could not be more different in the movie, but yet somehow it works as a piece of art in a movie. Like, it feels like it works together. Like, there are so many instances in movies where there's an actor doing something different than the other actor actor and you're like wow this really doesn't fit in this movie but yet somehow Willem Dafoe's over the top sailor lighthouse keeper character works with Robert Pattinson's character. I think part of that has to do with what movie they are in. You have to believe that Robert Pattinson has to be driven mad and this is the type of guy who could drive you mad. I mean it shouldn't be that big of a surprise. Willem Dafoe is one of the best actors maybe ever and Robert Pattinson is a rising star who's going to be Batman coming up. But just their weird style together somehow mixes. Like, you believe these two should be in a movie together. And I hope they continue to make films together because they're a really unique duo. They pull off the mentor-mentoree relationship. And they could also, if in the future they wanted to, Willem Dafoe could definitely play Robert Pattinson's dad. That is a very believable role that Willem Dafoe could definitely play in the future here. I think what's interesting about this movie is that I find both of these characters equally troubled. And they are both in denial of who they really are. I mean, Defoe's character seems sees himself above Robert Pattinson's character, but in reality, they are in the same situation. They are both lying to each other of who they really are before they met on this lighthouse. Defoe seemingly lies about being a great sailor, and Robert Pattinson lies about being a guy who's just trying to make a living. No, he's really a guy trying to hide from his past. They are both equally untrusting of one another. I think because it's an older actor and a new not a newer actor but a younger actor in Robert Pattinson that the Willem Dafoe Robert Pattinson dynamic feels like it's old school versus new school it's a very relatable feeling if, you, if you're the younger person or if you're the older person like I could imagine so many older people picking the side of Willem Dafoe's character like here comes this new hotshot in Robert Pattinson who wants to be the real keeper of the lighthouse he feels like he's an equal partner well Willem Dafoe's argument is I've been here way longer I have more knowledge than you. I'm the one in charge. Like, that's a very relatable feeling. That's one of the ways that you could get invested in this movie's plot. It might not even be about that, but it's just one of the things I noticed while watching it that got me invested in the plot. This old school versus new school dynamic is something that's happening very much in today's world, often. Now let's talk about the director, Robert Eggers. He's coming off
off his other hit horror movie, The Witch, which, by the way, I watched right after I watched The Lighthouse. This guy makes some of the most unique movies. I mean, the black and white of this movie is stunning. The sound of this movie is terrifying. There is no more unique filmmaker than Robert Eggers. And that's why A24 as a company is so unique. They have horror filmmakers like Ari Aster and Robert Eggers making unique films. And they're coming off, their second films are better than their first ones. I mean, Ari Aster's Midsommar was great. Then you have Robert Eggers with The Lighthouse. I mean, these filmmakers are improving off of their success. We see a lot of filmmakers struggle with their second film. This year has been the year of filmmakers making great second films with Greta Gerwig's Lady Bird, Ari Aster's Midsommar, and now Robert Eggers' The Lighthouse. We are getting that next generation of great directors right before our very eyes. And Robert Eggers is going to continue to be part of that list moving forward. There's no doubt this guy is going to make a bunch of great movies. Like, The Lighthouse is one of those movies that consumes you as a viewer. You forget what is happening in your life. While I was watching this movie, I wasn't thinking about anything but this movie. Overall, it consumed me as a viewer. I feel like that's what this movie's effect is. You lose entire thoughts about what's going on in your life. I feel like there was one particular scene I really enjoy. It's where Winslow... Robert Pattinson's character tells Tom, Willem Dafoe's character, that he doesn't enjoy his cooking. And that goes back to this boss relationship that all of us have in life. There are these weird times where you spend so much time with your boss that you think you are on a friendship level. And then that boss strikes back at you and reminds you that he is, in fact, your boss. That is what that moment is like when Tom gets so mad at Winslow. He says, we're losing this friendship right now. We're going back to that whatever this is supposed to be. The boss relationship, the boss-employee relationship is such a unique one that I don't think you see enough of in movies. They spend so much time together. I mean, this is a heightened version of that boss relationship. They drink, they dance together, but they drive each other mad, but Willem Dafoe has the upper hand because he is the boss of Winslow. That's the one big thing I got from this movie. This idea that you can spend so much time with someone, you almost forget the relationship you have with that person they become your friend they become family like but then when that when there's a moment where it clicks that oh yeah this guy is my employee I'm his boss he just discussed how bad my cooking was again they had an emotional attachment until he insulted him and then things went right back to normal where I am in charge of this person and I no longer care about him on a human level yeah I'm his boss that's why that dynamic continues Continues to be one that we quite don't understand as humans. Like we create this idea that you're going to spend all this time with someone, you're going to do everything he says, and you're not going to relate to each other on a human level. That's why the boss-employee relationship is such a strange one in today's world. I still think it's so odd. Yeah, at the end of the movie, you find out that they were never really friends. They hate each other. That's the idea of the movie. They are driven mad by each other. But there's just that's what I really got from this movie is this weird dynamic between Robert Pattinson's character and Willem Dafoe's character because Willem Dafoe's character views himself as Robert Pattinson's boss. Near the end of the film, there is a moment where Robert Pattinson's character finds a report written by Willem Dafoe's character saying that he should not be paid for his work. And then Robert Pattinson says to him, I'm a hard worker. That's what's so weird about this dynamic. This one person 
Pattinson gets to decide whether or not Robert Pattinson gets to make any money out of his work. Again, the movie is quite vague. You don't really understand if Robert Pattinson's character is a great worker or not. Yes, he's going mad. But Willem Dafoe's character has different standards for his employee. Willem Dafoe's character drank just as much alcohol as Robert Pattinson's character, but because he is the boss, there is a lower standard for him. No one can stop Willem Dafoe from making any money, but Willem Dafoe can stop Robert Pattinson's character from making money. I think that's what I got out of this weird, strange film, this idea of the boss employee relationship. I don't think I've ever seen it better in a film. Again, there's a million different ways to think about this strange, weird, black and white film about lighthouse keepers. That's what I got from this film. And I'm not sure that's what I was supposed to get out of the film, but I think that's the beautiful thing about the film. You can watch this movie and every single person will get something different about it. I don't think everyone will like it. I don't think it's a movie yet meant to be universally beloved. But one thing's for sure, it's one of the most unique, fantastic films I've seen recently. I couldn't recommend it anymore. So if you haven't seen it, check out The Lighthouse. Now let's switch gears and talk about The Peanut Butter Falcon. This film stars Zach Gottsagan, Shia LaBeouf, and Dakota Johnson. Here's a quick synopsis of The Peanut Butter Falcon. Zach, a 22-year-old with Down syndrome, escapes the nursing home he is forced to live and meets Tyler, a troubled fisherman, and together they go on a journey to pursue Zach's dream of becoming a wrestler. This might be the most heartfelt movie of 2019. I really enjoyed it. It was one of the highest grossing independent films of the year in 2019, and there's a lot of things to like. But first off, I gotta mention Shia LaBeouf. Last week, I mentioned Shia LaBeouf's film Honey Boy. This week, I'm talking about The Peanut Butter Falcon, and I loved Shia LaBeouf's performance in this movie. I think he gives a fun performance, unlike anything you've ever seen in his career. He feels right in his element. It reminds me of Matthew McConaughey in the movie Mud. He's playing a troubled character, but through the end of the movie, you root for him to turn his life around. It's that same thing with McConaughey's character in Mud. With like Shia LaBeouf's character in this movie, Tyler. You see he's troubled, you know he's bad news, but for some reason you think he's worth keeping around. You root for this guy. The lead of the movie, Zach Gottsagan, who has Down Syndrome, he was terrific in this movie. I think he steps up to the challenge of being the lead. He has great comedic timing and you feel he cares for Shia LaBeouf's character, Tyler. If that relationship, if the Zack Tyler relationship doesn't work. This movie is an epic failure. But their chemistry makes this movie better than it had any reason to be. Then you have Dakota Johnson in the movie. She is terrific. She is delightful and she has great chemistry with Zack and Shia. Those three are a tremendous trio of actors and it's because of their chemistry. The movie is so good. The directors of this film, Tyler Nielsen and Michael Schwartz made the film easy to follow. They gave you enough of a backstory for every character without over-explaining. For example, Tyler's relationship with his brother Mark. There is no speaking in those scenes between Shia LaBeouf and John Bernthal's character. But as humans, we understand the dynamics between siblings that it's easy enough to just show a quick footage of them hanging out. And you can understand the pain that Shia LaBeouf's character is going 
going through with the loss of his brother. Yes, Tyler's character is going through the loss of his brother. They have scenes with his brother, but they're not speaking scenes. Too many times in movies, they try to over-explain the backstories of troubled characters. It's so easy to understand Tyler's motivations, his reasons, why he's in pain, why he's in the trouble that he's in. You don't need a half hour or 45 minute scene of Shia LaBeouf hanging out with his brother in the movie. You don't need that in this movie. You can just do a quick flashback with no dialogue and you understand everything. And I'm so impressed that those directors understood that that's what this needed. This is a quick hour and a half movie and you get everything out of it. In other people's hands, this movie is definitely a two hour movie that doesn't know what it's doing. Like it it won't say what it needs to be said, but this movie perfectly says everything that needs to be said in order for the viewer to understand the plot of the movie. And for that, those directors did a terrific job. It's fast paced, but yet there's not a second of it that's wasted. You have these two characters in Tyler and Zach that both equally need each other for two separate reasons. Zach, because he's alone and he feels like he's trapped in this nursing home and Tyler who's dealing with the loss of his brother. I mean though again he's looking for a brother, he's looking for guidance. They equally need each other. It's simple enough to follow without so many details about their past. You also have established actors Thomas Hayden Church, Bruce Dern and John Hawks. They fit perfectly in supporting roles. All three of those people are Academy nominated actors and they did so well in this movie. This movie was perfect in making everyone fit. Bruce Dern plays a character from the nursing home. He is Zach's friend in the movie. He helps Zach escape. Okay, it's easily, it's explained. Bruce Dern fits perfectly in this movie. John Hawks is the rival character of Tyler. He's kind of the villain of the movie. Okay, he fits perfectly in this movie. And then Thomas Hayden Church gets to give a perfect performance as the wrestler for who Zach most adores. I mean, he's perfect. It's over the top. It's fun. It's a fun performance to get established actors to fit perfectly in your movie. Again, that's all the credit to the directors of this movie. None of them come in and try to overact and steal the show. They fit perfectly with the story of Zach and Tyler's friendship. They fit the narrative of the movie. They all feel like every single actor in this movie feels like they are in the exact same movie. And as silly as that sounds, that's not what every movie is like. Another thing I love about this movie is that it doesn't take itself incredibly serious, even though there are some sad aspects to it. I mean, the fact that Zach, it's said, was abandoned by his family because he had Down syndrome. Shia LaBeouf's character, Tyler, has definitely had legal issues in the past. Again, he's doing something illegal. We shouldn't be rooting for him. But there is this fun, exciting aspect of these characters. They are both going through very different rough patches, but yet they're not letting it consume their lives like they're having a good time. They're trying to fix their situations, but they're not letting them get it down. Like There's a fun tone of this movie. Again, it feels like a Huckleberry Finn type folktale. It's a fun time. I mean, there's a there's a version of this movie 
where you think a movie about a kid with Down syndrome is going to be depressing. This movie is not depressing at all. It's fun. It's lively. Overall, it's a fun watch. Even the love story of this movie, I didn't despise. Usually you're like, okay, I get it. The Tyler character is going to fall in love with the Eleanor character played by Dakota Johnson. Okay, Shia LaBeouf's character is going to fall for Dakota Johnson's character. That's easy. But because they have such good chemistry and because they're both bonding over the fact that they love Zach, like that's actually a believable romance. It's not something you often see in movies. There, there Again, there's a version of this movie where this romance feels forced. But again, it's not. They have one kiss in the movie. It's not over the top. They're not falling in love. They don't get married at the end. They're in the beginning of a relationship. It makes sense. She's a widow. I mean, there's a backstory there. They're both going through the death of someone. He's going through the death of his brother. She's a widow. They can relate. Like, there's reasons why you believe these two people could be in a relationship one another. They both have undying love for this person, Zach. I mean, really what this movie is about are two people who believe in each other more so than other people believe in them. I mean, there's a scene in this movie where Shia LaBeouf's character is trying to get a job to be a fisherman, but him and his brother lost his license to the John Hawks character, and the guy says, you're unhirable because you're doing illegal things. And then there's a scene where Zach tells Eleanor, I don't want to live in a nursing home. I shouldn't have to be here. I'm not old like Bruce Dern's character. They're both going through situations where they think they are better than those situations. Shia LaBeouf thinks he's better than stealing crabs from John Hawks' character, but he can't get a job, so he's forced to do that. That. Zach thinks he's better than this nursing home. He can't fix that situation, so he escapes the nursing home. These are both questionable decisions, but they both relate. And then when they meet each other, they both believe in each other. One of the best scenes in the movie is when Zach asks Tyler, Are you a good guy or are you a bad guy? And Tyler asks, What do you think? And Zach says, You're a good guy. And I 100% believe that makes Tyler believe. He is a good guy. Tyler needed someone in his life who didn't view him as a criminal. Zach needed someone who believed he could be a wrestler and not live in a nursing home. They both looked at each other as people, not the situations they are in. As humans, it's so easy to look at a situation and go, wow, he's a deadbeat. Wow, he has Down syndrome. He should live in a nursing home or whatever. He can't be a wrestler, whatever. He, we underlook that person. That's so easy to do just by reading the situation. Situation, but they spent time together as people and they believed in one another. I think that's a powerful message for a fun, silly movie at times, but still, I think it's a, it's a great movie that has a great message to go along with it. There are two characters in Zach and Tyler who want to forget about the past and keep moving forward. And I think that's an unbelievably honest endeavor that we can all relate to no matter if we've stolen no matter if we have down syndrome that's a, that's why this movie is crazy relatable to me the real message of the movie is don't count anybody out because of their situation count them in because of the person they are look at the people and who they are don't look at the situation because sometimes every time everyone's going to be in a dire situation it is the person they are that's going to get them out of that situation. Also, not to get corny, it only took one person to believe in Tyler. That was Zach. It only took one person to believe in Zach. That was Tyler.
Like, I think that's a powerful message that's not in a lot of movies. That's why this movie is unique. That's why it's one of the best independent movies of the year. It's fast-paced. It's a quick hour and a half, but it's unbelievably good. I don't know. I just think it's good in today's world that a movie like this can shine and make a bunch of money in a world where there's all superhero movies and those are all fine and good, but it's really good when a movie like this, again, Zach Gottsagen gets to be a movie star in his way. Shia LaBeouf gets to make a movie like this. Dakota Johnson gets to make a movie like this. They're not big blockbusters. They're not Transformers. They're not Fifty Shades of Grey. They get to actually act in a movie that has powerful meaning to it. And that's what The Peanut Butter Falcon is. It's a powerful, meaningful film. I highly recommend you check out The Peanut Butter Falcon. Thanks for listening to this edition of Pop Culture Spotlight. I'm Cameron McKinney. There will be a new episode of the podcast every Thursday on Apple Podcasts and iTunes. This week, I put the spotlight on the movies The Lighthouse and The Peanut Butter Falcon. Next week, I'm putting the spotlight on actor Michael Fassbender and the TV series High Fidelity starring Zoe Kravitz. So tune into that and please rate, review, and subscribe. 